0: Hello and welcome and happy Wednesday evening. It's This Is Going Well, I think. The only show where no one's listening and no one cares. The only show where every episode's the last episode. So let's jump in. Our guest tonight, we heard from him earlier in the week. He's back in a big way. And today we just meander, try to sound smart, but end up sounding like idiots. That's right, Tony Five from the UK will be joining us in just a few moments. Is what we're talking about but when you fuck this up when you have to deal with the consequences you're gonna be like oh my god oh my god i'm not gonna say i told you so but you can prevent all this no
1: no no. you should say i told you so and bring it up and fucking revel in your uh, ability to prove yourself right
0: no i'm not like that i'm the kind of friend that when i give you some guidance or advice and you don't listen and you do with the opposite thing When it blows up in your face, I don't stand there and say, I told you so. I say, how can I help? That's the kind of friend I am. And that's the kind of manager I was in my last job. I, I would say to the people who work for me, I think you should do it this way. If you insist on doing it your way, which I think is wrong for these reasons, not only will I support you, but if it blows up in your face, I will help you fix it. That's, the, that's to me what a good manager does lets you make well, your own mistakes and then helps you fix the mistakes even if they tried to guide you away from them you sound like an amazing dad as well well oh. I've learned from the worst from the worst uh, alright your intro music <laughs> Tony, what do you want to do for this quickie?
1: Fuck me, David. Um, That was a right miserable episode last week, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Did you listen to it? (laughs)
1: Uh, I listened to it. And, uh, you know, despite talking about my uh, quite severe period of depression, suicidal tendencies, uh, one person reached out to me and asked me about my car warranty. Oh, yeah.
0: That's very important. Uh, You can tell we have listeners who are very concerned about your renewal of your car warranty that you may or may not have.
1: Correct. I don't even have a car, David, so God knows why he was calling me up.
0: Uh, I get them about house insurance, I get them about voting, which where I live is a felony, and I get them about car insurance as well. It just shows you how loved we
1: are. But he did care about me. He called me John, but he was worried about me, in all fairness. I'm sure
0: he was. Uh, I do worry. Do you know what the Turing test is, Tony?
1: Yeah, it's about the computers, the AI thing, right? Yeah, it's
0: an AI thing, but very specifically, there's a few ways it's defined... The definition that I like, at least, is when someone who is an expert in designing and developing AIs Mm -hmm. sits at a computer to chat with somebody, they can't tell the difference between... the computer and somebody else so they can be fooled by an ai that they're typing to they don't know if it's someone in the other room responding and they don't know if it's Mm -hmm. an ai and i think the key indicator there is they have to be an expert they have to know what to look for they have to and they get to spend as much time as they want with it um because the the average person who like an old person no offense to the elderly
1: oh no my mom doesn't got a fucking clue Fuck me. She'll talk to a microwave. If
0: I sit your mom down on a computer and I say you're typing to somebody right now, she'll just yeah. immediately believe you. And that's fine yes. because she's not going to go deep. But an expert will go deep. And I guess what I'm trying to say is once the Turing test can be passed by someone typing uh, and then it can be passed by vo- vocal or voice th- or speech synthesis software, I guess is what it's called. Mm. The person calling you to ask you about your car warranty won't actually be able to tell whether they're an automated call or not. And that's scary.
1: I see, you're saying it from the other way around, but I think it's already there, David. There was a big thing on the TV this morning about um, some, uh, war. is it? Google or Apple basically working with Universal Music to license people like Frank Sinatra singing Coolio's Gangster Paradise. Yeah. And it sounds, ju- I mean, it is amazing. And it sounds like him. And where do you sit? Because it's probably Frank's voice, but he never sang Gangster's Paradise. So who owns the license to that? I mean, one day when you've got maybe two or three listeners, will AI be, will there be a David Cooper AI?
0: So. I, for the longest time, thought musicians or even people on the radio or podcasters or comedians or any kind of art that is live in real time mm-hmm. uh, or is recorded, I don't think in the future you'll be able to decipher the difference between computer-generated and wow. artist-generated. And up until a few years ago, I was convinced that uh, sort of art wouldn't pass the Turing test uh, for the art connoisseur, if you will, Like, which is to say that you right now could tell the difference if you're a beatles fan i'm not but if you are the difference between a genuine beatles track and not a genuine beatles track like if you knew everything about them and you love them okay, and you wrote a book about them you would probably be able to tell the difference but in the future i don't think we will be able to which used to scare me but i'm like i guess it just doesn't matter like who,
1: are you not scared of it are you not where do you think it's gonna go where do you think ai is gonna take us now
0: I don't know, but I think when it gets really good, and it won't just be one night we wake up and it gets really good. I think it won't happen in our lifetime that it's impeccable. But in two, three, four generations from now, like three generations, my grandfather had a horse before he went to World War II. Don't call your grandma that, but carry on. (laughs) No, he had a horse and he would talk about how much he liked his
1: horse. You know? uh and grandma cooper cheeky fucker
0: i just mean two three generations ago or even four or five generations yeah, ago no no i understand we that, didn't yeah. have electricity you know uh, <sighs> and then and then when we did have electricity it was pretty shitty for a long time yeah. so i guess what i'm saying is four or five generations from now fortunately we won't be alive for it Uh, I don't – it'll have transformed the way we live, the way we communicate, the way we consume art, the way we spend our free time, the way we work. The way
1: we travel. Yeah, what work will be, I think, in the future won't be what we consider work now. I I agree with that.
0: And what if you won't be able to tell the difference between – like, you'll have an – I mean, this is more than five generations from now, but you'll have Mm. an implant in your brainstem and you hook it up to a computer – And you can't tell the difference between really going to Bora Bora or spending a week plugged into this thing, you know.
1: That's a real Black Mirror-esque life, right?
0: It is, but I guess I'm glad that it's not going to happen in our lifetime. To answer your question, it does scare me. I just, And for the longest time, I was convinced of none of this. And now that I've seen and evaluated ChatGPT and listened to experts in the field, because I've been listening to this shitty podcast that I don't actually recommend called Lex Fridman, and do you listen to this?
1: No, but I, I'm quite fascinated by the whole ChatGPT thing. It's, it's just a website, isn't it, ChatGPT? It's a,
0: it's a website, it's an app. But back to this podcast, I'll finish what I'm saying and I can answer your question. He interviews AI researchers and experts in the field, both from like a philosophical point of view, like sort of people who are computer scientists, philosophers, if you will, and then people actually working on the problems. Having listened to all this and listened to this, those conversations and evaluated myself, I'm now completely convinced that this touring test will be able to be passed for art, for, you know, the Bora Bora vacation. Wow. You, you won't be able to tell the difference.
1: Well, how do you know we're not in it now?
0: Well, that's the scary oh, thing, right?
1: Matrix. Oh, David Matrix. Take the blue pill. Well,
0: I, I suppose it's always been this way. Are we in a simulation or not?
1: Are we? Is this it? Is this just a simulation?
0: Would you be able to tell the difference from us being in a simulation or not?
1: I Yeah. I, I There's a lot of people. I mean, I know there's loads of these tin hat foil wearers and flat earthers. And, oh, is this or are we all in a simulation? And then sometimes I do think, like, how would you, like, there would be no way to know, right? No. There would be no way to well, know. You would never, ever
0: know. Maybe there would be. I don't know. But for essentially, no. Maybe there's some test that we don't know of, that if we did it, it would clearly be- respond back, yes, we're in a simulation, no, we're in a simulation. I don't know that that test exists or that it can exist, but
1: maybe there is. No, my other question is, we've ever, we've always spoke about relatively sensible things, but like, do you have a belief in sort of extraterrestrials and life on other planets and things like that? Okay, so not I'm not talking ET, Independence say, but just life that has evolved on another planet somewhere who's as sentient and i use the word really vividly intelligent as us
0: the weird part about that question is why haven't they visited why haven't we detect them if the universe is teeming with life why haven't we seen it yet and i think the scary implication of that is the speed of light uh, and the and intergenerational space travel is so fucking difficult that's why we haven't seen them which means we probably won't ever meet them or maybe there's some Star Trek thing going on where until you can achieve some level of technology, the Federation leaves your planet alone. Like once you try to make contact with them, then they open. There's various explanations for why. But I guess mm. if you look at the probability of life existing in other solar systems, it's mm-hmm. it's relatively high. So it really begs the question, why haven't we heard anything yet? Having said all that, I most definitely believe there are aliens. I just don't believe that we've been visited or contacted by them in, in the last... Thousand years,
1: but you're not relatively like superstition. You know, I believe in stuff like ghosts, like all fringe theories. You're not really that sort of person, are you? No. What's no. the wackiest thing you believe in?
0: Well, I think like nine eleven had some conspiracy behind it. I
1: do you really? In terms of what?
0: I just don't know what it is, so right. I, I'm not terribly concerned by it. And okay. I think I think the JFK assassination yes. was definitely bullshit. But when I'm confronted with these things, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't believe the conspiracy theory nut job people. Yes. So I'm just I'm just not going to accept the narrative. And I'm OK with not knowing because I don't think I'll ever get to know because I think it's classified and I don't think the American government's ever going to say what happened, uh, which sucks. But yeah, so I believe that certain things in history didn't happen the way we're told. But I that's where I end. That's where my conspiracy theory indulgence ends. I just don't accept it. And I'm okay with that.
1: You're okay. You're not quite 100% with it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say it's George Bush or the Saudis or the cabal of lizards who live in the center of the earth for some reason and they're always Jews. Like, I'm not going to go
1: there. Why would Jews live in the center of the earth? That's ridiculous. Well, I I, I guess because it's hot. I don't know. I mean, there's Bora Bora.
0: Yeah. As you said. Which we could visit with a brain stem implant
1: with a brain like, you know like again it's funny you say that a lot of things have been happening this week i read another report about you know that chap george floyd that was killed by this uh, um police officer and it's like now apparently there was a public autopsy and this guy was loaded to the hill with drugs apparently and um i don't know whether it's a conspiracy theory or it's actually mainline news where they said that actually it wasn't this guy that killed him with his foot on his neck he would have died anyway he had apparently so much fentanyl which is a big thing in the states and he had this that and i again i find that if if you imagine i'm not saying it's true because i don't know either way but imagine that that whole thing wasn't true and everything that's happened all the implications the taking the need the black lives matter all of that stuff that that became a thing a global phenomenon you know uh, phenomenons that are not right, a, a global following, a global understanding, a, 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 a protest about this. And imagine if they went back to that initiation and said, actually, he died because he was, like, massively drugged up, it had nothing to do with a police officer.
0: Well, I don't actually think that's, like, to me, the precipitating incident isn't that important. I think for a lot of people, their whole view on it would be shattered if that were not true. For me, a police abuse against minorities in the U.S. is very real. Yeah, you said that to me before, yeah. People experience it every day. The image of a cop putting his foot on a man's neck who then died, I think, was enough to stir the the frenzy in people now when people are frenzied like that and they're up in arms and they're upset they get emotional do they act well 100% of the time no but for me the underlying call like the underlying hurt there is still real and so even if new evidence came to light that okay like you say, um, he was drugged up and he may have died anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, the upheaval from it, I think, was a net good. But I think some of the upheaval from it was awful because people were just too upset. and, and Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a very funny thing when I think about America in all seriousness because your racism is so overt there. It's yeah. so in your face. It's yeah. like real top tier racism whereas we're kind of dollar store racism we kind of hide it in the background behind nuance and 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 politeness and you know maybe not giving someone a cup of tea it's a it really really insane we don't like string people up anymore whereas that still happens in the states we don't go and shoot them we kind of just don't give them a job you know it's that sort of weird you know uh, the biggest case here where it was classed as institutional racism was one young lad he was 18 he got stabbed i think it was 20 something years ago is a big stephen lawrence trial basically and it's still being investigated today 20 something years on and even now, the commissioners of the police, the MEP commissioners, will not ever admit that the Metropolitan Police, which is the, the largest police force in the UK, is institutionally racist. They'll say, no, we're not, no, we're not. Even though, you know, a lot of people have come forward to say it's a big, you know, a white boys club, essentially. And, you know, that's the way it was. Um and, and, you know, Touchwood, I've worked with police officers for the last 10, 15 years, and I've, you know, I, like any job, you meet some weird ones, you meet some awful ones, but I'd meet the same sort of demographic in McDonald's, I guess, you know, like there's never going to be anybody... You know perfect i do find it very strange that um i, I you know there are some times when i sit back and i think about where we were a couple of years ago in terms of the lockdown and i genuinely thought we would come out of it and humanity would have changed maybe appreciated things a little bit but it's like nothing's happened now it's crazy yeah huh? do you not think
0: it's like nothing happened at all yeah i think all all those social movements like no good no bad came from it it just kind of went away and we're back to normal
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know what you had in the states, but in England it was kind of every Thursday night was clap for the NHS because they're saving us, and you know every health worker and, and whole, you know, they were like heroes.
0: Canadians did that. I didn't see that happening in the U.S. as much, where it was like clap for your nurses, clap for your doctors, a little bit, but not like if you don't say every doctor is a patriot or whatever. You're they're still like that with military folks here. Like if you go, to a, yes, thank you or, for your uh, service. Or and but if you go to a sporting event you don't stand up during the national anthem you get chewed out like do you really oh yeah shit like that happens here in the i mean in the u.s yeah
1: so if you don't stand up in the middle of a um in like a national anthem show patriotism, hand on your chest hat off the head carrying flag waving american yeah
0: take your fucking hat off your head
1: that is um i i I do find that abject patriot i mean like now again i don't know how good or bad it is now the thought of president trump being re-elected is a genuine thing right
0: <sighs> yeah but there
1: they're... is a genuine as in it could ha- you i mean for those who are not watching he's rolling his eyes shaking his head but from here in the uk the, the news is that it could happen yeah I'm... even though he's a criminal you could have a common criminal as a president because it's in your constitution You're yours but the americans no
0: y- yeah and uh, i mean they're getting ever closer to like finding him guilty but who knows it's like it's like every day it's closer and it's been that way for six seven years now so right uh, i don't know if i don't know if it's just another smoke and mirrors and he's going to be president again or he'll be in behind he'll be behind bars in six months i just don't know
1: and the reason that people vote is it just they just don't believe it right they just think nope he's the best thing since life spread and yeah
0: they think wow. all of it's the liberals uh coming after him for no reason because he's a great a patriot that's what they think it's insane
1: do you find it very 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 strange i I do think as we said before the cold covid thing was such a huge thing in all of our lives right anybody of sort of non-child age anybody probably from about five or six onwards who went through it this was a massive thing in their life right and you imagine a couple of years ago we were told not to go outside can you imagine that
0: even so, the goody two shoes who got vaccinated, like me, like you, who listened to the guidelines, who tried to prevent the spread, who kind of trusted the government and and thought it was your civic duty to behave a certain way, it was a big part of our lives. But for the people who thought all of that was bullshit, who thought the vaccine was stupid, who thought lockdowns are stupid, who thought, okay, I'm not going to wear a mat, Like for those people, it was also a huge part of their life too. It was a huge part of everyone's life.
1: Absolutely. It is um, just so amazing Like to think that the whole world, this was a global event you know i i can't think of any other global event can you um like even in historically apart from like the meteor coming down
0: 9 11 was the last one
1: no but was that a global event i mean yes it was a big event and yes there were but was everybody affected in pretty much Equal portions? No,
0: maybe not Asia. Yeah, exactly. But all of the Middle East, all of Europe, and all of the uh, North, North America. So, no, you're right. It wasn't global. Yeah,
1: was there any global? But I mean, they said there was a, the Spanish flu influenza, which was a huge pandemic, right? Well, World War Two would have been the last one. World War Two, yeah, I guess. But then I, I asked my mum, and, and World War Two in sort of places like Mauritius and the, the, you know the islands, it was just something they heard of on the radio. It wasn't really. Really, a thing.
0: Well, I mean, there's always going to be remote countries that don't participate in these things, but like all, like the major players and all the continents participated in World War II. I would say that
1: one was the last one. It uh, just, it's just amazing, you know. Like to think that we've all gone from that to just like nothing, complaining about everything again and life just, and putting up and, and, and really going over decisions that were made during that period and criticizing them when nobody knew what direction to take.
0: Yeah, I think governments tried the best they could and they fucked up in a lot of ways, but the critics were so loud and the critics were spreading such toxicity that if you gave any credence to the critics, you were you were a kook yourself. Um, I don't know what the what the happy medium is to look at it and say, here's the mistakes we made so we can do it better next time. But also like you people who are insane and want everyone to die because you want to spread illness because you don't trust the government at all, don't give them a voice. Like, I, I don't know what the fine balance is. So we just kind of aren't looking at it,
1: are we? I mean, can you imagine if this, like, you know, there's so many things about people saying it's, there's, an, you know, now it's a the new pandemic. You know, something else might come, and this is what we're going to do. The new, and and they called it the new normal, but actually, the new normal is just the 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 awful past you know the awful abnormal you
0: know the new normal was when we were masking all the time when you had to have a vaccine passport like that was what people were referring to as the new normal god
1: but but now it's like you can just go up and lick the pavement and no one cares anymore it's just so strange
0: and on that note should we lick the pavement on this meandering episode and call it because it's late over in the uk
1: it is David, but I'm glad to be back. This was more of a normalish—I uh, say normalish—chat with us. It's just, uh, just a bit of crap, really, really. But you know, like I said,
0: normal, confusing, scattered.
1: Yeah. So I—I I, I was going to discuss with you my ideas, David, for how we're going to push this podcast into the upper, you know, millions of viewers and listeners. David, are you ready for this? I'm ready. So I'm going to try. Uh, next couple of weeks to find a third party to come in on our Zoom chats, which we will record. And you, David, the eminent interviewer, the Johnny Carson of uh, internet podcast will interview this person and try and work out what this person does.
0: So it's like a game. I got to figure out, you bring them on and I got to figure out who they are. Correct. Love it. We'll do it next time.
1: Yeah. I'm going to find somebody random. who does something interesting. And you're going to find out as much as you can about them. But if you get a magic clue, I mean, I'm going to play a little game. And I'm going to have a little card up. And if you find a certain fact about them, you will win a postcard from Tony okay
0: the postcard from tony challenge is the name of the episode
1: it's the idea i came up with on the toilet recently
0: (laughs) only only the finest tony as always thank you and get to sleep you're fucking you look tired you sound tired don't be racist david that's just the way i look
1: okay love you baby love everybody listening and uh, thanks for your concern if there was any